Hello and welcome to the Proxima Weekly Podcast, your source of information for energy, infrastructure, and project finance globally. I'm your host, Maura Murphy, reporting to you from New York. Today is March 14th. Starting off today, oil and gas companies are facing a potential bonanza from the Ukraine war, though few in the industry want to admit it, and many are using soaring prices and the fear of fuel shortages to cement their position with governments in ways that could have disastrous impacts on the climate crisis. Oil prices have leapt dramatically to more than $130 a barrel, sending petrol prices in the UK to more than 155p a litre, while gas prices have also surged. Robert Buckley, head of relationship development at Cornwall Insight, was quoted saying, there is a huge opportunity for oil and gas companies, though I'm not sure it's the one they would have chosen. They have the opportunity to reposition themselves as crucial policymakers. There's going to be a very high price for oil for a very long time, and even the prospect of physical shortages. The EU, UK, and US have all announced drastic restrictions on imports of oil and gas from Russia, which will affect the EU most, as about 40% of EU gas comes from Russia, but will hurt all countries as prices are set internationally. Those governments are now urgently seeking ways to protect their energy security through ramping up renewables and seeking alternative sources of oil and gas supply. The crisis gives Western oil and gas companies such as BP, Shell, Exxon, and Total leverage among governments. In the UK, Prime Minister Boris Johnson defended oil companies against calls for a windfall tax on Wednesday from Labour. He said, the net result of that would be to simply see oil companies put their prices up yet higher and make it more difficult for them to do what we need them to do, divesting from dependence on Russian oil and gas. New oil and gas fields take years and even decades to come into production, so even if companies begin to expand their exploration immediately, it will not reduce current prices. Big oil and gas companies are now awash with catch, which they could use to invest in pumping in more existing fields and exploring new fields. Now, green campaigners warned that oil and gas companies were using the Ukraine emergency to further their own interests by encouraging governments to prioritize oil and gas production and make decisions on investments that would have little impact on the current crisis but would vastly increase fossil fuel use for years to come. Moving on for an update in the infrastructure sector in the U.S., Transurban has reached financial close on the 660 million 495 Express Lanes Northern Extension Project, also known as NEXT. The project will extend the existing Express Lanes four kilometers north towards Maryland. Early construction works have commenced with project opening expected in 2025. Debt financing of the $394 million is comprised of private activity bonds, funding under TIFIA, and a loan from the Virginia Transportation Infrastructure Bank. Transurban's 50% interest in the project is held by Transurban Chesapeake, whose shareholders will provide the remainder of the funding. Debt financing for the project was issued at fixed rates and has final maturities of 2057 and 2060. Financial closes also reached on the refinancing of 495 Express Lane's existing debt facilities comprising PAVs issued in 2008 and a TIFIA loan. Muties and Kroll have rated the 495 Express Lane's at a BAA1 and triple B plus, respectively. Staying in the U.S., but moving to the gas sector, U.S. shale oil and gas producers Oasis Petroleum and Whiting Petroleum will merge in a $6 billion deal, including debt. 
the deal between the companies which had filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in 2020 following a crash in energy prices due to the pandemic comes amid record high crude prices. The combined entity will have a premier Wilston Basin position in North Dakota and Montana with top tier assets spread across about 972,000 net acres and a combined production of 167.8 thousand barrels of oil equivalent per day. Under the terms of the deal, Whiting shareholders will receive 0.5774 shares of Oasis common stock and 6.25 in cash for each share held, giving the merger an equity value of $3.52 billion. Under completion of the deal, which is expected in the second half of 2022, Whiting shareholders will own about 53% and Oasis shareholders will own about 47% of the combined company on a fully diluted basis. Oasis shareholders will also receive a special dividend of $15 per share once the deal is closed. Whiting Chief Executive Officer Lynn Peterson will serve as Executive Chair of the Board of the Combined Company, while Oasis CEO Danny Brown will become the top boss. Moving south into Brazil, Brazil's government has officially transferred the joint management of two of the country's major roads to the CCR Group. The 30-year concession of the Presidente Dutra and Rio Santos highways, located in Rio de Janeiro and Sao Paulo states, was won at an auction promoted by the Ministry of Infrastructure in October of 2021. The concessionaire is required to invest 14.8 billion reals to modernize the two roads and a further 10 billion in their operation. Investments totaling 7.4 billion will be made in Sao Paulo state, including 3.9 billion to expand capacity of the highways. In the metropolitan region of Sao Paulo, 1.4 billion will be allocated to transform traffic and facilitate access to Garulos Airport. In addition, 366 kilometers of third and fourth lanes are planned, 10 kilometers of new marginals, six new access loops to the Heliosmith and Fernão Dias highways, the Tuape Bridge, and 12.6 kilometers of reversible lanes. More than 100 kilometers of marginal roads are also planned in the municipalities along the Dutra. In Rio de Janeiro, portions of the new concession, 7.5 billion will be invested, including 4.6 billion to increase capacity. Work includes 203 kilometers of third and fourth lanes, 26 kilometers of additional overtaking lanes, and 80 kilometers of duplication on the BR-101 between the city of Rio and Agrodosris. And lastly for today is a bit of a duo as far as location, but is an update in the hydrogen sector. Australia and Germany have announced funding of about 90 million for hydrogen projects under their joint venture first unveiled in September of 2020. Canberra, through the Australian Renewable Energy Agency, committed 50 million Australian to hydrogen supply chain projects, with Germany committing an additional 50 million euro to projects that successfully applied for funding. The funding will be allocated through the Australia-Germany Hydrogen Innovation and Technology Incubator, known as Highgate, which is one of three initiatives developed as a part of the Australia-Germany Hydrogen Accord signed in June of 2021. The other two initiatives under the project are to facilitate industry-to-industry -industry cooperation on demonstration projects in Australian hydrogen hubs, exploring options to facilitate the trade of hydrogen and its derivatives produced from renewables such as ammonia from Australia to Germany. This includes through Germany's H2 Global Initiative, which supports long-term supply agreements with German industry. 
And that's all for this week. If you'd like to hear any more about any of these stories, then please do visit us on proximoinfo.com. Until next week.